are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, as we see, he's been baptized, the Holy Ghost descended upon him. And until this point, we have not found in the Scriptures where Jesus did any miracles. But after the Holy Ghost descended upon him, his fame went out through all the regions round about as we get over into the fourth chapter of Luke. And let's notice in verse 14, we'll go into the fourth chapter of Luke here. In verse 14, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee. Now, he was immediately driven into the wilderness. In fact, I think it'd be good if we'll back up here and take a look, a brief look. I think we've already mentioned it, but let's look at it again because it's so very important that we understand how that Jesus, in a physical body, how he defeated Satan, how he was an overcomer in every situation that Satan brought against him. Let's just start with verse 1 in chapter 4. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they had ended, he afterwards hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones that they be made bread. Now, here you have Satan coming to Jesus and tempting him in an area where he is most probably at this point the weakest. At least that's where Satan thought he was the weakest. Now let me point out to you in this that evidently Jesus did not go on a total fast in those 40 days because it says afterwards he hungered. Now if he hadn't had anything to drink for 40 days, first place, he probably wouldn't have survived. The second place was he would have been thirsty instead of hungry after 40 days. So some of you that may be tempted to go on a long fast, you better take note of this, that most probably, even though the Scripture doesn't say it, he most probably had water because he would have dehydrated. Now at this point, Satan comes at him with food, something that he desires the most. Now here's something I think that we all need to understand, that Satan brings temptation in an area of things that you may have a desire for. And they may be natural desires, they may be God-given desires, but he tries to bring them out of proportion. And of course, there's nothing wrong with being hungry. There's nothing wrong with wanting to eat. But he's trying to get Jesus to use his anointing to bring forth something for his own benefit here. And I want you to notice what Jesus said. Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, you need to get that. You live by every word of God. There are some people that try to live by a few words of God. They have a certain few scriptures that they like to go by these, but not others. But you see, we have to take the whole word of God into account in some things. And while we're on that, let me just say this. There are certain scriptures in the Bible. We'll not take time to deal with them because it's a little bit off the subject, but I feel the Spirit of God have me to share this with you. There are certain scriptures in the Bible that would tend to indicate things that are contrary 
to the very nature of God. And people get all disturbed about them sometimes. They say, well, how do you explain this where it says that God created evil? Well, when you find a scripture like that that says that God created evil, you can just mark it down. It's missed in the translation. It's been lost somewhere in the translation, the meaning of it, because God is not the creator of evil. Now, see, there's a scripture, I think it's in Isaiah, I don't remember at this point, that makes some statement like that. Well, that is not consistent with God's character. So don't be so disturbed and concerned about one little scripture in the Bible that seems to be contrary to 40,000 other scriptures in the Bible. You see, there's so many scriptures that would rule that out then there's got to be a misinterpretation somewhere along the line or mistranslation when they brought that out. So it's good that we don't get hung up on something like that because I've seen people that get hung up on a scripture like that and just go off and left field because they say, well, God created evil, so evil's bound to be doing us good, so they just embrace all the evil and think that everything that evil happened, well, then God was getting some glory out of it. And then they get all messed up in life. Well, let's stay with the Word of God and the character of God. When God's character is established in the Bible, let's don't be moved by some one scripture. See, don't ever take one scripture and try to make a doctrine out of it. Now, many people have tried to do that and they've always gotten trouble over it. Always keep it in the context. And there are some scriptures that you may not understand. You may not ever understand it until you get to heaven. But just stay with the things that we do understand. Now, notice here, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. In other words, he said, It's not so necessary that I have bread right now, but the word of God is more important. Now, as you follow what he did here, The devil taketh him up to a high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The devil saith unto him, All this power will I give thee, the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whosoever I will give it. Now, I know there's people that say, well, now the devil was lying there. He didn't have the power of that, and he didn't have the kingdoms of the world. But we might ought to consider that just a little further, because Adam had bowed his knee to Satan, and Satan had become the god of the world system. Now, if, in fact, that this was not true, then Jesus didn't seem to argue with him about it. So it seems to me from the context of this that if he'd been telling a lie, Jesus would have called his hand at it. So actually Satan was saying something. Satan knew what Jesus had come to do. He had come to deliver the authority out of the hand of the devil, get it back in the hands of God's people, the believers, those that were legal residents of this earth. And Satan knew that. And he was out to try to bribe Jesus into something. But notice what Jesus said. Jesus answered and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. It is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So he didn't fall for that. Then the next thing he did, he tried to get him to cast himself off of the temple and prove to him by quoting a scripture out of context that it was all right to commit suicide. That's essentially what would have happened. But you know what Jesus said? Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Now here's the real point that I'm coming to in this, and the reason I want to go over it again. Here is the strategy of Jesus to defeat the devil. 
Now, you can try as hard as you may, but you'll never improve on it. It was simply this, that when Satan came against him, he used God's word on the devil. He quoted the word of God. He would not speak what he thought, what he assumed might happen, or what could possibly happen. He just simply told him what was written. It is written. Now, see, we make a mistake when we get drawn into an argument with the devil. And you need to realize this. I see people all the time that say, well, you know, the devil said this to me. The devil told me so-and-so. I had him to call me crying on the phone and say, well, the devil told me this. Well, you ought to rejoice if the devil told you something because you know the very opposite is true. The devil's a liar, and he's the father of it. Whatever he told you, you know the very opposite must be true. But you see, there are people that says, well, the devil said this, the devil said that, the devil said the other. Forget the devil. Forget what the devil said. Let's say it that way. And get a hold of what God said. Quote what God said to the devil. Somebody said, well, you know, I don't know where all these scriptures are found. Don't worry about where they're found. Just quote the scripture to him. Let the devil look them up for himself. He'll leave. He won't stay around long. You see, the problem is that many times, instead of doing what Jesus did concerning the devil, we've started out trying to reason with him and argue with him. Jesus had no argument with him. He just quoted the Word of God. He just quoted facts. And I'll tell you, when you take God's Word, you'll always defeat the devil in every situation of life. This is the basic plan right here. It's the very simple plan. It's the one that Jesus used to destroy the works of the devil and to defeat Satan on every hand. It's speaking what God said. You will live by every word of God, but you'll die by the words of the devil. If you continually quote what the devil says, it's going to kill you physically, spiritually, financially, and every other way. Because there is death dealing power in the words of the devil is same as there is life-giving power in the words of Jesus or in the Word of God. Well, I throw that in. That won't cost you anything. Now, come right on down to verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all the regions round about. Now, notice, isn't it interesting that in all of the 30 years that Jesus lived up to this point, the fame of him had not gone through all the regions round about as far as miracles and signs and wonders were concerned. But after the Holy Ghost came upon him, then there went a fame of him throughout all the regions round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you, all of this week we have CD offer number 7108. It's called Authority, Faith, and the Anointing. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Now, when we talk about authority, a lot of Christians think that they have about as little authority as anybody. But Jesus gave you authority to use His name. 
Now, it takes authority of the body to destroy the works of the devil on this planet. It also takes faith in the Word of God, where Jesus gave us authority to use His name, and it takes the anointing of God. So the Spirit of God within you gives you the wisdom of God to follow the direction of the Spirit of God. Now, authority, faith, and the anointing teaches you that you have authority as a physical being on this planet. It gives you authority on this planet. That's the reason the devil wants your body sick, crippled, or dead. It'll severely inhibit your authority. To have authority on this planet, you must have a physical body. The devil doesn't have a physical body. He has a spiritual body. He has no authority on this planet. He only usurps the authority of others. And he will use their authority to get things done by the words they speak. It takes faith to release the blessings and the anointing of God. The anointing of God abides in His Word. If His Word's in you and the Holy Spirit is in you, the anointing's there. That's offer number 7108, Authority, Faith, and the Anointing. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. A total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. one 396 9400 Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.